When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. message on uh, the Twitter uh, someone uh, apparently someone confused me with a guy from uh, was it the BBC had a show a few years ago what was it called was it traders by the millions you guys ever heard of that not the billion dollar trader million dollar trader not the one with um, on YouTube but there's another one called traders by the millions it was one of these I I watched it, it was one of those reality show type uh, deals I really enjoyed it um, I watched all that stuff I watched um, what was it Wall Street Warriors had three sessions, three seasons? You guys ever watched that Wall Street Warriors? Am I dating myself again? Yeah, Wall Street War. I, I loved Wall Street Warriors. Um, I think it was Million Dollar Traders was on YouTube, um, and then Traders by the Millions. Uh, they were all kind of three like reality shows of taking perspective traders and 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 following their journeys and, and stuff like that but it was it it was fun again at, at, at the time i didn't really have any trading friends so um that was the way i learned about what a realistic what it looked like to really trade it was kind of cool because it showed people it showed uh it showed the struggle um which again was different than internet land it showed people struggling and the psychological challenges i remember million dollar traders um it was this one guy like he was he was great. Um, I think he was great at, at identifying setups, and he got kicked off the show because he just never executed a trade. Let me close my door real quick. Do you guys remember that? He was great at identifying. Was it a woman? Someone never executed a trade, and the guy was like, "You got to take trades." You got to you got to take trades. And I think either he or she ended up crying and all this fun stuff. But that's real. I mean, there, I, I, many of the traders here, many of the traders I've worked with are great at identifying setups. Um, they just the final part, the execution, they're a little a little scared of success. You see other people do it as well. There, there are people out there that um, they continuously backtest and backtest and backtest and you know, they create the impression that, oh, I'm backtesting because I'm refining my system and I'm looking to do this. And I'm looking to do that, where the honest truth is they're backtesting because they're afraid to go live. That's a scary one. And there, there are some people here at, at tier one that are kind of stuck in that in that circle where they're it, it's, you know, they're afraid to go live. And the excuse is I'm just going to backtest and and gather more data or refine this system 
and and uh, do this and do that to get it really, really perfect. And the downside of that is, you know, they continue to do that for years and years and years and years. And, and you can do all the back testing and stuff you want. But if you're afraid to go live, um, you're just wasting time. You're just wasting time. Yeah, it's funny because it's usually the opposite. But you see, you see both sides of the story. Um, and that's that's a scary one. Because it, it's an excuse that is justifiable. It's an excuse that's justifiable because, I mean, if, if, we, if we take two traders, right? And we take trader A. And trader A is the, like Nick says, most young traders that just wants to go out there and start trading live, right? It's really easy to, to kind of school them, right? Be like, hey, no, you need to back test, do this and do that, right? How hard is it for you to tell someone that's stuck in a back testing process they need to trade live? That's kind of difficult, isn't it? Like, hey, Naomi, stop all this backtesting and trade live. But aren't I supposed to backtest? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't I supposed to refine my system? Yeah, okay, you're right. Aren't I supposed to build out my portfolio and see how it works the best? Okay, yeah, yeah. Right, it, it's, it's hard to say that because they're doing what they're supposed to do. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, to be a trader, you have to trade. Do you not? You have to trade. Like eventually you have to get out there. That's, you know, you got to put yourself in the game. And Latch brings up a good point. It's, it's not even to make an income or, or grow your business, but the majority of your learning curve, like the majority of your learning curve is in the live markets, right? I, you know, I look at it like this, right? So I, I took, I took, uh, I started trading Forex, right? I made the jump from stock investment to um, the Forex market in 2000, 2009, right? 2009, 2008, 2009, somewhere around, somewhere, somewhere around there, 2008, 2009, right? So let's just say that I spent two years, I spent, let's say I spent a year learning how to trade. Right. I spent a year learning how to trade, right? So say 2009 to 2010, learning how to trade. I didn't really feel like I was in control, full control of my trading, probably until 2013, 12, 13. So one year of learning two years of two three years of learning but but because of live trading so yeah the 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 bulk of your learning curve is done when you're trading live those are those are the real real experiences that allow you to grow and, and part of it is what we talked about earlier about the trade review right reviewing the tape that that's part of your live experience your part of your live experience is not only analyzing the markets live but it's it's making mistakes right it's making mistakes. It's doing dumb stuff. It's doing dumb stuff. It's placing placing buy orders when you're supposed to sell. Sell orders when you're supposed to buy. And be like, oh man, crap. It's being patient enough to it's 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 entering a trade too early because you didn't you didn't wait for uh, the close of the candle. Getting involved in the pound dollar here, right? And then coming back to see that the candle actually closed above it. Oh crap! I knew I was supposed to wait, right? 
those little stuff that you learn from and hopefully you don't you don't make that mistake more than once but those that's the real learning experience and i always tell people right i, I get asked all the time about how long does it take to become a, a successful trader and and, and you know, I spoke to a guy this morning. So you can go through the courses in three months. I recommend going through the courses in three months, 90 periods, uh, 90 periods, 90 days, I should say, a fair enough period to uninstall bad habits and install new ones. But typically, a trader really doesn't find their groove until about a year and a half in, a year and a half to two years in, right? So if you're spending 90 days of training, right, three months of training, let's say you're, you're spending three more months of back testing and, and getting your strategy set up, let's say you're trading live after six months, right, it's still taking you anywhere from a year, right, a year after that point where you're trading live to really start finding yourself. And, and how do you really start finding yourself and really becoming in complete control of your trading, both from a, a technical and a psychological perspective? It's by trading live, just going out there, right? Learning how to drive, going on the actual roads and dealing with the crazies that are swerving in and out, right? It's not driving in the parking lot between the lines at five o'clock in the morning when no one is there. Anybody can do that. It's getting on the road and, and building that intuition, right? You guys ever been in a car and you have a feeling that someone's not going to stop at that stop sign? You ever get that, that feeling you're just like, I'm supposed to go, but let me, yeah, this guy looks like it. And then he goes and you're like, see, I told you, right? Why, why do you get that? Is it dumb luck? It's intuition, right? You ever been on a highway and you see someone like, oh, he doesn't have his turn signal on, but he's about to, I know he's about to cut me off. And you slow down a little bit just to give him some room. Why does that happen? Intuition, right? But when you, when you first start doing it, you're probably panicking, right? You're in distress. Guy cuts you off and you're screaming, you're cursing at him, whatever like that. And because you never saw it coming. But over years and years and years of driving, you learn how to get a feel for it. I know this trucker can't see me. Same thing in the markets. So you, you gotta you, you gotta go live at some point. That you, you don't become a good trader until you get out there and start messing up. <laughs> until you get out there and start messing up. I, I told the, the the track team I coached it all the time, I said, fail with confidence, right? You're gonna mess up. Just be confident when you fail right? and then you learn from it, we review it and you, you do it again. Fail with confidence. But it's funny, yeah, some people, it's not, not funny, it's sad, but some people, some people talk themselves into that. They're so scared of actually going live that they'll just, they'll do the right things, but never actually do the thing that the right thing is supposed to, to lead to. Let me just go back and read through some of your comments. Um, those people just need to get real with themselves. Yeah, it's, it's hard, though. I mean, because, you, again, you'll make up it, it's success is hard. I mean, it's no different from the normal comfort zone, right? You'll tell yourself what you need to to stay in that comfort zone. And you can tell yourself that you've broken out of the comfort zone, but there are smaller comfort zones that exist outside the bigger comfort zone. Yeah, you've taken the first step, but you then still got to get out those other steps. Um Naomi says someone on IG said it to me, learning curve is much bigger while live. Um, Got to get them the goal set of back testing to set degree and hold themselves uh, to trading. Yeah, but I mean, even here's my opinion. And you guys, you guys know I have a different stance on kind of goal setting. I'm not a real big time based goal setter and stuff like that. Um, but you can set all the goals you want. If you don't follow through with it, what does it really mean? So someone can goal set and be like, I'm going to back test and have all my back testing done by February. But if they don't actually follow through, I mean, if because it's really as easy as them going back. Oh no, I changed it to March. 
So they still have to hold themselves accountable at some point, no matter how many goals you set. And, and because you can always just change them, right? You can always just change them. And you would think people like that are going to make, they're going to build in excuses. Um, you find your system that really uh, suits you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Part of that, that learning curve is finding a system that really suits you. And, and, and then, you know, continuing to tweak it and customize it. Um, real losses teach real lessons. That sounds like a t-shirt. I like that. Real losses teach real lessons. Trading, uh, tier one trading, real losses, real lessons. I like that. Stolen. Uh, George says, trying to get out of the market and accidentally doubling your position. Uh, another mistake. Yeah, I'm, I'm going through the comments. I'm a little bit late here. Yeah, I've done that before. Trying to get myself out of a trade, and I actually add on another position, and I will come back later. And now I've doubled the loss. I'm like, oh man. Um, Naomi says, "Isn't this an extreme case of testing for years though without trading? Uh, this isn't isn't as common." Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I think it's more common for people not to test at all than to overly test. Yeah. I th I think it's I think it's I mean, I doubt most traders know what back testing is to even more actually proceed with backtesting. So I think that's a lot more common. Um, but you, you typically see it with people that are perfectionists. Again, I, I told you a story of my trading friend who kept building system after system after system after system and then um, would never trade it because he wanted it to get from 60% to 70%, 70% to 80%. He was a perfectionist and there's no such thing as perfect in the market. But because he was hunting for perfection, that was the excuse that he would always tell himself to never actually trade live, but to always go back to and, and restart his system. Um, so I think you see it more with perfectionists um, and you see the opposite with people that are impatient. Impatient people just trade live, no backtest. Perfectionists, they may backtest too much um, or, or, or make up some excuse. All right, Lash has a question about pound dollar. All right, let's yeah, let's let's get back to the trading. Nick says I probably wouldn't make the real losses part of the tier one slogan. Yeah, that, that's why I'm not a good business person, Nick. I'm not. I'm not yeah, that's uh, that. Yeah, that's why I don't. Yeah, that's why. That's why I don't make the business decisions around here. Because I I have uh I have ideas like, hey guys, let's let's uh, let's do another webinar called Tier One Trading Real Losses. And Darren steps in. Uh, probably not. Well, you know, you're right, Darren. Probably not a good idea. Probably not.